So back up and down. Yeah, like I feel like my lips are literally peeling. That's not like it was a couple days this week that was super cold, mm-hmm. and I have forgot my uh, lip um, balm. I mean, chapstick or whatever. Nigga, I started feeling like my lips were gonna crack. I felt like a fucking eight year old again. <laughs> Like, nigga, you cannot be 33 out here with some cracked lips. I know. Um, I have not talked to you about it. I think I'm going to start doing YouTube videos for, like, this music and history. Well, that'd be dope. As a side project. That'd be super dope. Yeah. What, uh, what inspired you to, to get to that point? Like... I've been recording, like, not rants, but rants <laughs> about music or just making points and then being like, okay, this can, this can go somewhere. Make a YouTube video. Can you hear yourself? No, not. My mic would just feel super low. I don't... Well. You gotta, uh... I'm I'm right here on it though. I can hear you. Uh, let me see. Can you hear now? Hello, 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 hello. Yeah. Oh no, I guess I'm just used to being a little bit more boom, but it's not bad. I can hear. I can turn you on the headphones. Is that better? Hello. Hello, hello. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you gotta remember we're still getting used to. Yeah. No echo. I need to put these on this door actually. Too. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Changing things. Mm-hmm. Upgrades and shit. But yeah. So and then I was also thinking I could just set up a camera for here and this be my backdrop. Then I'll have the records back here. And Nice little YouTube setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I think uh, having something else on the side will help me do better with this. You need some uh, suburban pod propaganda yeah. somewhere uh, in there, too. You know, I feel like I need like a fake like a uh, street sign. Oh, yeah, that'd be cute. I have it like above that. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I get like one of those, like I guess in London, like where they have the white street sign with the black writing, that could be cool. But yeah, I've been thinking. Whatever I do, I don't want to just. I'm gonna just start like recording and doing stuff, but I want to have a little. I guess a mission statement or whatever. Like a theme. Like a full. I don't know. I don't know. 
I feel like I, I might as well use all my talents for good. <laughs> and then hopefully this can find who it needs to. Yeah, and I can find myself. Also, I just have to get used to being on camera. Mm-hmm. It's going to be wild. And then people seeing my weird-ass facial expressions when I say ridiculous things. I think that's what the people have been waiting on. Gotta give people what they want. <laughs> like, I wish I had recorded my face when I did that Bubba from in the heat of the night impression. <laughs> it was the Donald Trump Four Seasons one for me. <laughs> we have a lot of really good classic episodes. Yeah, we do. Like, sometimes, like, when I'm bored, I'll just go back and I'll listen to them. Oh, see, that I do not do. You got to listen to the good ones. Usually the people with guests. Like, the last one we recorded with Stephanie is so good. And She's one coming in town this weekend. Uh, for Quantiphonic, or some kind of, something's going on at the camp. Is it Mardi Gras? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I've been also trying to reach out to people. Like, I feel like I kind of cut people off. Not intentionally. It's just I was losing my mind, more or less. Mm. So, yeah. Like, uh, I hit a spy guy the other day. I hadn't talked to him since the day he came to my house for my birthday. And then I hit up Thomas. The other day, Thomas be giving me big brother energy, even though I'm older than him. And I just was like, nah, I'm I'm cool. Like, this is it. No Michael Jackson. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> I'm so glad we got out of that phase of Twitter being like, uh, just have no whatever after. Yeah. I hated that. I really need to get off Twitter. I've 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 been I don't know, Instagram is always my main go to, but I'm I'm usually in between Twitter and Instagram, but I haven't really been on Twitter as much. I uh I hate Instagram's algorithm though. I feel like they're changing it again they are like retweeted and she was like they do not want to have static videos i mean static content on instagram at all it's like no it used to be where if you posted pictures algorithm wise you would get more views mm-hmm. but now if you're not posting videos or reels on a daily basis people aren't seeing your shit that's what I'm noticing. It's like now when I go, when I open up Instagram, it's always reels that are popping up now. And it might not necessarily be reels from even people that I follow. Like that's that's what's confusing about the feed now to me. It's like it's not just the people that you follow. Yeah. And I just be like, I understand some like sponsored posts or whatever. But I'm just like, why is this account in my feed or I don't know, but lately, especially with the Reels content, it's been way more people 
that I don't follow popping up. And I'm just like, first of all, why is every refresh opening up to a reel now? Yeah. Yeah. Like anytime I hit new posts, it's a new reel. It's not a new photo. It's not a regular video. It's a reel. A couple people get regular posts from me. I mean, that I'll see. But it's like people that have high content. And they have to have like a lot of subscribers or followers. I'm not seeing my regular friends' pictures or anything else. I will. You only see the ones that you interact with the most. Yeah. Like right there in the front. Like, And that's the same with the stories, too. So I'll see like people that I interact with the most their content but for the most part it's soon like oh, I'll just show you if I open Instagram now it's gonna be a random reel from somebody I don't know or a reel from somebody I do know but either way it's gonna be a reel let me go lay him out for a second Ever since I got that high five radio set up, that's all that's been posting up in my IG. Mm. Like I followed like one audio file thing. This nigga is really right by your side. I know. He missed me. Yep. But um That's also why I've been posting more reels. Our content has gone up, though. Yeah. I noticed that. Our engagements. Our listens for that Push and P episode were high. I'm still just very unclear about what the fuck Push and P means. <laughs> and I'm, oh, I don't, I don't care. I don't gotta know. Yeah. I mean, it's for the kids. People be like, oh, you out here pushing P and shit. And I'm like, in what context? What are we Cooper, talking stop. about? This nigga act like I don't even touch him. <laughs> you sound like the wife of a fed up wife. <laughs> this nigga act like he I don't like even I don't do so. Feed for, him. <laughs> right. I always got food on the table when he get home. Let's go to the one thing we can talk about for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, today is Valentine's Day. Yesterday was the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. It was in L.A. Uh, The L.A. Rams. Yeah. Which still sounds weird saying. It does. Very weird. Because most of our our childhood, the Rams were in St. Louis. So, yeah. The L.A. Rams versus Cincinnati Bengals with the swaggiest white quarterback of all time. Joe Shiesty. Joe Burrow. I didn't watch any of the game. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a pretty good game. Um, I was super excited because Odell Beckham was playing his ass off in the first half. And then he got hurt after he'd already scored a touchdown. So it was a pretty tough game. Um, 
you know what I came for. I came for one thing, one thing only. The greatest halftime show that was ever produced. This is before I even saw it. I just knew that if it was the hands of Andre Young and Cardozer Brodus, <laughs> <laughs> then it was in good hands. <laughs> Call it that nigga Cardozer is crazy. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, very much in good hands. Isn't that his son's name? Cordova or something? Corday? Cordell, Corday, and something else. I feel like it's got to be Cordova. It may be. But, uh, so, this Super Bowl halftime show was definitely for Generation X and Millennials, which the social medias was going back and forth about who it was more for. Gen X has this, like, middle child syndrome. Yeah. Where they're always like, everybody talks about boomers and everybody talks about millennials, but nobody ever talks about us. True. We changed the world. True. We we were the best part of the 90s. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nigga, okay. Calm True. down. Yeah. So, like, it was tons of niggas that, uh, so Gen X officially starts in, like, 1965 mm-hmm. but really we think of people's 1970 and up to millennials so we had a whole bunch of gen x uh representation uh technically dr dre is a gen xer but he's more closely related to a baby boomer for sure was he like 50 56 something he'll be 57 later this month damn yeah, because he's a month older than my mom, which is weird to say. Crazy. Because Patricia Woods was not listening to any of this music in the 90s. I'm sure she wasn't. She had no idea. Neither was my mother, though. So there's that. Like, and then plus the other weird thing is like my dad is not a hip hop guy either. My dad is actually one of those people that hated hip hop. Hmm. He's like of the like Michael Jordan school of they some r&b niggas yeah so which i saw a lot of people talking about like the divide between older black generations and hip-hop even like on like the jet top 100 songs Mm -hmm. it would always be like some super hip-hop shit and then like anita baker whitney houston all this other stuff would Mm -hmm. be at the top i just remember my mom like vehemently disagreeing with the new age gospel around our time that had like any hip hop elements or any it was just always like ooh no turn that off like that's too secular listen to all that right (laughs) and then like for my mom it was like but I don't understand the words like if they could rap like where you could understand I was like you can understand the words just gotta listen which also is weird because like all right, I went to my mom and dad's house to watch the Super Bowl. My sister, my brother-in-law were there, and the kids were all there. So, when you have, my sister is a geriatric millennial, which is <laughs> hilarious to say. <laughs> my sister was born in 83. I was born in 88. So, my sister is almost on the cusp of being a Gen Xer. So, 
because I grew up with a sister that was that much older than me, a lot of the music she was listening to, I was listening to at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Also, what's weird is how you use social media at those different ages. I'm on Twitter the whole time I'm at my parents' house. My sister is on Facebook, which is the older millennial Facebook, which is diff- a completely different place. I just feel like you got to be on Twitter when it comes to TV events. Like, yeah, posting multiple statuses on Facebook is just... You're clogging my timeline. You're doing too much. Yeah. This is what Twitter is made for. Exactly. And then my dad is on old nigga uh facebook so they that's a completely different fucking place and he was like oh this meme says uh they're not gonna use closed caption because they're not gonna know what the words are anyways and i was like that's that's not i was thinking in my head that's not the flex you think it is daddy <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just because i'm a nigga that grew up on hip-hop but i can usually understand the words of yeah it's about catching the beat. That's that's the other thing that old niggas don't really understand. You're catching the beat with the with the rapping and the actual beat. Mm-hmm. But once you master the beat, you can follow along to the song. Mm-hmm. Their brains don't work like that. So I told my mom, I was like, uh, going into, I was like, "Are you ready to see Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg?" She was like, "Why?" I was like, did a halftime show? She's like, oh, okay. Hey, oblivious. She don't know what's going on. <laughs> and my dad's making all these jokes about Snoop Dogg's gonna smoke weed and all this old man humor. Oh my god. He's like, oh god. So time comes, and then Dr. Drake come up at the stage, and me and my sister are lit. <laughs> they the entrance. And the exit were perfect. Yeah. So Dr. Drake coming out of the thing and they already going to the next episode, which is like, okay, we going in. And then you just hear Snoop go, la da 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 And it's like, yes. They yes. start sea walking and shit right. immediately. As soon as the beat drop. I don't know what it is, but when the camera panned from Dr. Drake pointing and it goes straight to Snoop and Snoop is like in full crip glory west side gear right and it, he is center focus and he is just having the time of his life it's like okay this is gonna be fun as fuck bro that made me think though too like it did la like coin the paisley bandana print because that is very specific to their fashion culture is yeah any like bandana print in any way it's like you're so la yeah because he like the gang culture in LA is a completely different animal. Yeah. And I unfortunately have never been to LA, but whenever I do go, like it's just you the crazy thing about growing up with all this shit when I hear these songs, I see images of what I think are LA. It's almost like when you hear New York songs, you see what you think are images of New York. Mm-hmm. We hear Atlanta songs. That's like the magic of like music and music videos. True. So like the idea that the Super Bowl is in LA and there's some LA niggas on the stage doing LA shit. L- hella LA shit. Like you got Snoop who is 
a beloved figure now in American culture. Like I I told you earlier, like uh in the beginning. So Dr. Dre was up there and my mom was like, So who is that? I was like, Dr. Dre? She was like, Yeah. I was like, he's Dr. Dre? <laughs> like <laughs> Doctor of all the beats. Right. Um, I was like, okay, so like when somebody's so out of it, you don't even I couldn't even like think of like how to catch up. And she was like, Yeah, I don't know him. I know Snoop though. He hangs out with Martha Stewart. And I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and me and my sister just look at each other. They are still shipping that uh best friendship. Bro, that's his work wife. She be everywhere he at. They be just having fun. Uh, Snoop be looking like he having the most fun. He look like he be getting high with Martha. Yeah. Martha definitely know how to roll blunts. For sure. For she sure. got to. She's I, a homemaker. I know. She's so crafty. I bet her blunts are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly pearled by Martha Stewart. Yes. <laughs> she needs to sell pre-roll. <laughs> Oh, this is my Martha's doing pre-roll. Like, nigga, where you get that shit from? Y'all do the dispensary up the street, nigga. Uh, M. Stewart. <laughs> right. Pre-rolled. So, it's just, I don't know. The scene, it's a sunny-ass fucking day in L.A. You got Snoop Dogg and, D- and Dr. Dre playing. You're like, all right, this is some good shit. So, like, the set was beautiful too yeah the way they had like the streets and everything and then uh when they got to california love that's when me and my sister really lost it like we were rapping along my sister's kids were like they were like i ain't never they were thinking i ain't never seen my mama like this she rapping i know the mamas was hype (laughs) the young mama was hype out here bruh like yeah, my sister been a holy roller. They don't know my sister that used to smoking, listen to Dr. Dre and all this other stuff. So, like, she rapping along all this shit, and we just get hyper and hyper. And then they scroll down, and it's 50 Cent hanging upside down. Just like the It's Your Birthday video when yes. he first came out. And Mar- Mario is just like, oh, this is my college day. <laughs> Swear to God. And I was like, this is me in eighth grade. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're on the same timeline, sis. I swear to God. So, like, she's rapping to 50 Cent. It's just wild. And then uh, the funnier thing is when she sees 50 Cent hanging upside down, w- without missing a beat, she like, he looks like a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> And then niggas, I don't like the fat shade people or body shade people, but that nigga didn't need to be upside down. That looked real risky, real scary. <laughs> Bro, he looked like he almost passed out at one point. They, they could have done without that. They could have done without they that. They could have flipped the camera too. Why? Like, that's an easy fix. Flip a camera and then just, they make stabilizers now where you can just do that shit. That man looked like he was about to pass out. <laughs> the yeah. only reason I feel comfortable laughing is because 
uh, 50 Cent is a bully to everybody else. Yes, he is. So I didn't feel bad laughing about the bully getting a little bit bigger, even though he was still clearly more in shape than me. But hey, it is what it is. And then, uh, so 50 finishes, and then Mary J. Thighs comes out. (laughs) Mary J. has to have every single thigh-high boot ever made in the history of thigh-high boots. And once again, we get back to this theory of she don't need our money because she could be selling these to a whole bunch of sisters out here. A Mary J. exclusive boot? She don't want this money. I just, I just want to know like what her boot collection looks like. It's crazy. Like it's got to be, it's got to be rooms. I was gonna say she's got to have a whole like quarter decorated or dedicated. Sorry, I burped to just showcasing her fucking boots, and she's always in them. (laughs) Always, she stay booted up crazy she also looked amazing but she 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 always always looks looks amazing like she always looks good you know what else is about growing up is realizing the people that were famous when you were younger were really fine oh yeah for sure because like for me when i was younger i just always thought of her as just like this cool chick she always had the glasses on and stuff Mm -hmm. but now after seeing pictures of her when she was younger i'm like god damn mary j blige was always fun Mm -hmm. and now i really am like god damn mary j blige is fine as shit that is the i didn't realize because i didn't have adult eyes when i was younger yeah i mean i i feel the same way when it comes to like megan good and who else out here is just like recently in their 40s or 40 something that's just like pop Ashanti yeah I was sleep on Ashanti Megan Good I felt like since we grew up with her I loved her at every phase mm-hmm. <laughs> of my life mm-hmm. so I've always been a fan of Megan Good but uh so Mary J. Blige does her thing then who performs that Oh, Kendrick. Oh, yeah, Kendrick and then Eminem. And Kendrick bodied that shit. Yeah, he did. I love me some Kendrick. Me too. I still would like to marry him. Um, Me and my sister were talking, and she was like, "Uh, yeah, he's got to be the youngest one. He's a baby compared to the rest of these. She was like, I didn't know he was so small. (laughs) Whole grown man with a family and a wife back home. But he's so short. He is tiny. Like He's like Prince Tiny. Yeah. But that's my nigga, though. But yeah, as soon as he go on con- uh, go on tour, I'm there. That's a must see. Um, he bodied it, and then that's when they went to Eminem, and white people all around the world united. He played the national anthem of white people. That's not the actual national anthem. <laughs> that part. That also, I saw somebody tweet this. They were like, that's how you know Twitter is not a real place. Twitter will make you believe that everybody hates Eminem. And that is nowhere close to the truth. Yeah, that's true. Even with black people. Sometimes I be getting caught up in it. But I know all, I know all them Eminem songs. Mm-hmm. I know the first two albums like the back of my hand. 
Eminem can rap his ass off. It's just white people be taking this shit too far. That's where the hate comes in. True. Like, oh, he's un- he's uh, undoubtedly the, uh, the best rapper ever. No, he's not. He's not. Top 10, I'll give you. Which is a stretch, because if you base this on the first like three, four albums, okay. I've seen that, though. I don't know. This just kind of segues or go into a whole other thing, though. But I've been seeing that whole like a video where the dude on TikTok is like, you know, if y'all could tell black people anything, what would it be? You know, white people leaving the comments, blah, blah, blah. And somebody actually wrote on the soles of their Jordans. Um, dang, where, are, where the fuck was I going with that? I was talking about how uh-huh, white people take it too far to end up being the best rapper of all time, hands down. And you said you were watching a TikTok where people. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just it's just a bunch of white people basically being like on some pick me shit to black people. Somebody like one of the dude's videos is just like, you know, I promise I don't look. I don't put raisins in my potato salad. That's disgusting. Or um, I promise that I don't think Eminem is the the only rapper or the best rapper alive or blah, blah, blah. It's just like, okay. All right, Sam. (laughs) All right, Steve. I I forgot which one it was that was just like sticking out to me. You said Souls of the Jordans. Somebody wrote some shit like... I don't remember. I'm gonna have to send it to you when I find it. Um, but yeah. Sorry, Eminem just took me down that road. <laughs> Eminem is triggering. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm also just half sleepy again. Um, so Eminem closes out. Well, Eminem starts shutting it down and plays "Lose Yourself," which, no lie, that shit still get me pumped. Hey, go. Look, I know it's not cool to say. Just takes you straight back to Eight Mile, right? They didn't want an Oscar for that song too. Let's not act like this isn't great. And then plus, Eminem took a knee. I respect it because allegedly they didn't want him to take a knee, but he was insisting on taking a knee. I really want to like go to a Super Bowl one year and experience a great halftime show. Like the next time I hear about a Super Bowl lineup, that fire, I'm going to have to figure out a way to just get there. Cause I can only imagine. Cause another thing somebody was saying too, that was different about this particular show was, um, they didn't dim the stadium lights like they normally do for most of the other shows. Right. So it was just like, just really fresh and new for one, for, you know, the LA Rams to be in LA, they in LA with the Super Bowl. Um, it was just a whole like different experience this time. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, like, I just really want to, I want to go to professional, you know, athletic games anyway, but, I just can't imagine what it was like to be there in the stadium with all the lights on. And then all the celebrities that were at the game. 
Because there's so many celebrities there because it's L.A. Yeah. And I mean, you know, post-COVID shenanigans, like everybody is back out. Right. But like, yeah, that shit would be dope. Um, The only thing I've heard about Super Bowls is they're so corporate that it's like getting tickets for one is hard. And then. Like just financially. All the other parts of it. Like, if you can get tickets, then the other financial parts is easier. Mm-hmm. The securing the tickets thing is the harder thing. Especially for this one, because of the show. Yeah. Like, I, cause, just, I gotta figure that shit out. Because everybody wanted to see this halftime show. Yeah. Which, um, I've seen some conservative uh talking heads try to make like the culture war argument of what was that oversex thing that was not oversex it's very few people that try to make are trying to make those arguments and they're clearly people that are just trying to get money off white outrage but i don't think it works in this situation because white people grew up on this music mm-hmm they were the main consumers of this music. And no matter if you're a Republican, anything now, your childhood is linked to this music. Yeah. You're directly tied. Like it's so many like super conservative people. I know that love Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. That's like, that's their rock and roll. But yeah, they've grown up on that music. That those arguments aren't going to work. It could have worked. Like they're pretty much trying to do the Janet Jackson argument. It's a different time. You can't do that with this music. This music is American culture. Mm-hmm. Like the last great cultural exchange was the '90s, where MTV actually was playing for suburban kids. Was playing Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. And for black kids was playing Nirvana and Pearl Jam. It was a cultural exchange to where you were experiencing different things Mm -hmm. in a different way. You can't take that nostalgia out of the fact of people love Snoop Dogg. Children recognize Snoop Dogg from him being in every single show and everything else. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't make people not love that. It's really just rooted in anti-blackness. I was just going to say, like, black culture is the culture, bro. Like, everything that you love is always created by black people. Yeah. And it's such a... this. I'm glad they went with this one because it's such a tangible... Being like, yeah, we do love black people. (laughs) Like, black black people. Snoop was crip walking at the Super Bowl and throwing the C up. And everybody's just like, oh, Snoop. They had niggas in, <laughs> they had niggas in dicky suits doing the choreography, bro. Like, we, we watched it before we started, and I told Kim that somebody said it's like Hamilton for Crips. <laughs> <laughs> the crypto mimes. <laughs> um, nah, yeah. Like, I could watch that show over and over again. Yeah, I've watched it ten times. 
today. I, I did. I did wish Mary had one other song other than "No More Pain," but it's still she's still killed. She's definitely still killed. I would have given up Fifty Cent for another Mary J. Blige song. For a fact, if she did real love, mm. fine. Everybody loves fine. Yeah. Ooh, that would have been perfect. That would have hit so much. I mean, Mary J. Blige gonna hit regardless, especially with the live band there, right? The instrumentals. Um, and then Dr. Drake played a little bit. Uh, I ain't mad at you. Yeah. When he got on the piano, I was like, oh yeah. I was like, "Is the hologram gonna come?" Every I, I feel like everybody had that thought because I definitely had that thought. And I don't know how I feel about the Tupac hologram. A part of me is like, "That's I don't know some, how I feel about anybody's hologram." Yeah, I'm glad they didn't do. I'm glad they had little touches of tributes mm-hmm. to people to where it's like, if you know, you know. When they so when he got on the piano and started playing. I want to say they had like pictures of his um, like gold platinum records and shit like scrolling through in the background. I don't know if you saw that. I'm going to look for that the next time because I would believe it because like when Snoop goes downstairs in the beginning, there is the photos on the wall. The photo collage. There's a screenshot of from the What's My Name video where he turns into the dog. Mm -hmm. Then it's the doggy style album cover mm-hmm. and then there's a picture of his mom who died last year so it was little touches and tweaks to where it was a really thought out show yeah it was like i forgot how it phased in it either just like kind of phased in like on a rolodex type style or like it rose up i can't remember but i just remember seeing like all of the awards like in the like shadow box casing like on the wall like all of his like platinum gold and stuff um songs and shit and it's also dope to see dr Dre play piano yeah i i I love seeing like that type of duality right with niggas like that like you know niggas that everybody just thinks like oh he hard all he know how to do is just all this hard shit just rigid shit but then to sit down and like actually know and understand the music enough to play a sequence yeah like and you saw him sit there and then start playing i was like this shit is dope as fuck yeah and then he transitioned to the steel dre keyboards I was man like, it that like perfect and nobody can sit still when that shit comes on uh-uh. nobody nobody no no, but even if they just play the instrumental, I know like, over and over the intro to that over and over and over. If they looped it ten times, I listen to it all, every time because you're just like, oh, I just want to be in a little rider cruising. It's it's something about Dr. Dre's music that sonically is just different from everybody else's music. It takes you to a specific place. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many good songs that also could have played. I wanted them to play. No, I, they didn't play anything from the uh, the Chronic, which was fucking wild. I was kind of hoping on Gin and Juice and some shit like me that. Me too. I wanted Gin and Juice. I wanted G Thing. Yeah. And I wanted Let Me Ride because mm. Let Me Ride is a perfect song. Let me ride. Sweet now, sweet cherry stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, especially with the cars that they had parked in the front. Of the that would have. 
Man, they need to take this shit on tour. Fuck yeah. this other shit. If they had the cars like on hydraulics, like during that shit, that would have been dope. If Snoop and Drake go on tour, I'm going. Fuck all this other shit. If they decide to do it, I'm going. Oh my god. Because I want to see two hours of that shit. I wanted to live in that fucking show. Yeah. And then they closed out and they're all just standing on the uh the top of the roof. It's like, man, that's history, bro. That some black excellence, bro. And white excellence from Eminem. True, true, true. <laughs> Cannot forget Eminem. I, I'll be hard on Eminem, but it's like. He did. He has understood his assignments. Yeah. Also, Eminem speak out for the for the culture. And we can't even act like we didn't have a whole, like, phase with him in middle school during 8 Mile and... and Slim Shady uh, and all the other shit. What the fuck was the group? D12. D12. I was going to say D4L, but I know that wasn't it. Can you imagine Eminem on Laffy Taffy, though? <laughs> I mean, he would probably actually kill it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, Eminem could rap. You know what's also funny to me? Seeing like there is a level of to a certain how do I say this? To a certain segment of white people Eminem means something very big to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not even from like oh he's a white guy doing it. It's like no they relate to him mm-hmm. in a way that you gotta respect it. Mm. And it's not even like on some white supremacy shit. This is like them niggas that grew up in those white people that grew up in like trailer parks that were counted out by other white people that connected to hip hop and shit. Mm -hmm. I'm already knowing. That's why it's always the thing like when when people say he's the goat to certain people, I understand it. Yeah. Before that, you only connected to people. Representation matters. I guess that's what I'm trying to get to. In in all races and all aspects. Of yes. Life. Yeah. It matters. You, you got this skinny white dude that's with Dr. Fucking Dre. Mm-hmm. That's why I hate it. Like seeing that TikTok and that dude being like, no, all white people. No, I don't think that Eminem is the greatest rapper. And, ball. and it's just like, but I mean, if you do, that's not a bad thing either. No. Like, I don't know. I feel like some of that is because. White people now are having a hard time understanding their identity through, like, how do I say it? They're having a hard time understanding that everything isn't white. Mm-hmm. And trying to understand what does it really mean to be white. So some of them are trying to do the thing that some black people do, but like, no, I don't like chicken. I don't like, which is also coon shit. We need a term for white coons. Now, just <laughs> somebody calls them uh, possums. <laughs> Snow coons. <laughs> I might have to cut that out. Oh my god! But yeah, I get it. So I mean, like representation definitely matters, and then. White people need to understand that just like the same way you feel a connection to Eminem. Yeah. That's that's all we've been trying to explain. That's exactly how we feel when we see 
people, you know what I'm saying? People that look like us that came from the same places we we came from. Exactly. I, that's a, that's gonna be my go to now. I'd be like, you know how you feel when you hear uh uh lose yourself? That's how it feels when you see a black person out here doing <laughs> some amazing black shit. Like Crip walking at uh a Super Bowl game. Also, I feel like they ain't gonna let niggas do that shit for a while. They like we gave you one nigga. <laughs> Next year it's gonna be some super white shit. But in all honesty, I do hope that the Super Bowl starts opening themselves up to more hip hop. Especially as we grow older and we become the target audience, our age group. Because if you under fifty, you grew up on hip hop. Mm-hmm. Even if it was hip hop started in the park. <laughs> yeah. I hate early rap. I'm not talking about like Run DMC. I'm talking about all this shit before Run DMC, like like Curtis Blow and shit. These are the breaks. Bring it up, bring it up, bring it up right now. Get in the car. You a star. <laughs> then you go, go to the bar. <laughs> Rapping, tapping, hitting on the car. <laughs> So I'd love to see an all Snoop halftime show. Yeah. Snoop got some motherfucking hits. Bruh, can you imagine a stadium when Pharrell just comes on and goes, Snoop? Absolutely not. <laughs> hey, we gotta give Snoop his flowers. Or, beautiful. I just want Yo, Pharrell needs to do next year. Absolutely. Oh, that would be dope. You know how many people Pharrell could bring out from just like features alone for an entire. Like, what if it was just a Pharrell centered show, but then he brought out all the people that he either like wrote for or was featured on? Yeah. Hey. Bro. So Snoop, Rihanna, um, Clips. Clips. That's enough right there, hell. He'll bring Justin Timberlake out because you know, gotta appease the whites. Oh uh, wait, what was Justin? Uh, that first uh Justin Timberlake album, Pharrell did most. Pharrell and Timberlake. Future Sex Love Sounds. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, the, the one with Senorita. Justified. Yeah, the one with Senorita. Okay. Because Pharrell wrote Senorita. Yeah, and then Happy. Who was on that with him? Just Pharrell. Was that just Pharrell? Mm-hmm. Pharrell, Pharrell's body of work is up there. You got the Snoop stuff. You got Justin Timberlake stuff. You got the Michael Jackson stuff. You got uh, the Britney Spears stuff. You got the Jay-Z stuff. We just need new producers from now on. Yeah. I think it, that is the key to the Super Bowl. Seeing how cohesive it was, yeah, because Dre was in all of it, and he let other people shine. That was that's how shows should be. Mm. 
Yeah. I think that's the key to the Super Bowl halftime. I'm just mad that we will never experience what would probably be the greatest Super Bowl show of all time. Because you cannot trust Kanye West with 15 minutes of the world watching him. Based on body of work, it would be epic. I saw maybe this, not right now, but he gone. I don't know if he ever gonna get. Well, I saw if, if we can trust him enough to to go to his his what were they calling it listening parties or whatever for Donda. Yeah, you can trust him enough to do a Super Bowl show. Not right now, though. I mean, not now. The way that he did that Drake and him show is how a Kanye Super Bowl would go and it would be fucking amazing. Yeah. But you can't trust him, right? But I mean, then again, if you told us in 1994 that the nigga that's on trial for murder would one day <laughs> crip walk at the Super Bowl. Would you believe it? With Martha Stewart on, in one of his commercials also. Right. Or Dr. Dre's wild ass would be the one producing the Super Bowl with Mary J. Blige and a white rapper from Detroit who becomes the biggest selling artist of all time. Like, nigga, what the fuck are you smoking in 2022? One commercial I do want to talk about is that LeBron commercial where they play uh, they CGI a younger version of him too. Mm-hmm. The memes from that shit, so many, have been so fucking perfect. The one that killed me was "Tell Jr. We Tie." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "God damn!" <laughs> My two favorite ones are, yeah, and then her husband would just sit on the uh, sideline and won't think nothing of it. Oh my god! Let's <laughs> talk about Jay Z and Beyonce, yeah. and then the other one is. She's going to write your number, your jersey number and lotion on her stomach. And you're going to just act to act like it never happened. <laughs> Rihanna, you don't remember that? No. This is, in hindsight, this is fucking insane. When was this and why? Rihanna was like at LeBron's neck for like years. I do. I do kind of remember that. That is wild. She tagged LeBron in that shit. This is like 2014. I feel like I kind of remember the era, but I like I don't remember that specific photo. On Instagram, she tagged LeBron after writing 23 on her stomach in white lotion. This nigga was married by then. Sometimes the thirst be real, I guess. They also said when she, uh, they said, like, it's tons of, like, Rihanna stories about LeBron. Of, like, her trying to get his attention on court, yelling his name. Like, it was wild. Damn, she had a whole fucking obsession. They said she used to follow the team. When he was in Miami. Okay, that's kind of... That's... Bruh, that shit is wild. Okay, but in her defense, 2014, she was just... No. 
You get that's what like when <laughs> when I saw that meme, I was thinking, I was like, that shit was wild. It's like no, I was gonna say, you know, she was still trying to get her mind back from the Chris situation. No, that was that was like twenty. That's just twenty ten. Yeah, bro, she was tagging a married man. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't give no fuck. That was reckless Rihanna days. Yeah, when she was out here making out with people in hot tubs. Yeah. Hey, well, Brian a better man than me, even though Savannah is fine as shit. Yeah, she is. I think that helps. Like, when your wife is banging. Oh, for sure. But it's, it's got to be wild that LeBron, I mean, Beyonce. Yeah, how, how do you beat LeBron and see Rihanna trying to get at you and you literally just have to sit back like, <laughs> Oh, it's just Riri thirsting after me. No big, No big deal. Just another Tuesday. And then the fact that Beyonce clearly has some kind of thing with LeBron, too. Bruh. And I, I, so I heard like people saying things about that, but. It's the looks that she gives when LeBron's around. Hmm. It's this thirsty looks. Hmm. I never never noticed or picked up on that. That's NBA Twitter shit, though. That's mm-hmm. always going on. But, like, the Rihanna thing was clearly she was crossing lines. It's just like when he won the championship in Cleveland, she took a selfie with her up next to the uh, the uh, TV. I'm not making any of this shit up. I mean, I believe you. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's just like I you got, I have to show you. Jeez. <laughs> it's Rihanna, nigga. <laughs> but yeah. Bruh, I ain't never seen no wild shit. That's some wild shit. That is very wild shit. And then for her to tag Dior in the shit, it's like, I know Dior is like, please don't. Don't us. involve us in your thirst traps <laughs> of a married man. Don't put us in this mix right here, please. <laughs> So I said, Brian, the most loyal husband in the world. I, I want to fold this so quick for Rihanna. Me too, nigga. Rihanna, Rihanna is fine as shit pregnant. It's Getting these like fits off. finer, to I, be honest with you. I think it's the glow of the child and her being in love. Yeah, but also just like. She fine as shit. The, <laughs> I don't want to say the confidence, but just like how she's really like showcasing her belly too like she's not like she's not hiding it anymore so almost everything she wears like her belly is out mm-hmm. she does look cute in it too. it's just yeah it's just super cute <laughs> cha, cha, cha. i know i ain't built for some shit <sighs> i ain't built for that i i'm a loyal ass nigga that's why i said like but it's whatever Method Man's wife had to go through for him to write a song about her is <laughs> probably some shit. There ain't no time. How would you feel if a nigga <laughs> that you were dating or a nigga you were married to Rihanna just decided to tag him one day with his jersey number and lotion on her stomach which we all adults here we know 
what that's evocative of. That's the part that makes it wild. I would probably slit my wrists. <laughs> at that point, I know that my husband knows for a fact that he has a chance with Rihanna, and there's no way in hell that he just gonna be faithful to me anymore. What? It's like, I would cheat on myself with Rihanna. <laughs> there's no way in hell. Rihanna out here looking for you, and you not gonna go answer? <laughs> I know that's a lie. Like, nigga, you be stupid not to. No, that's a lie. But that goes back to the thing about the Method Man thing. You can't be mad at your wife for shooting her shot with Method Man. (laughs) (laughs) At least she ain't shooting her shot with some... I ain't gonna job shame nobody. I was gonna say, though, at least Method ain't out here shooting back. Right. He clearly was like, no. (laughs) Very clearly. But I think also when you're like, when you're that level of like attractive to like a, a clear group of people, people shoot they shot with you all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. So like you also got like you really have to have a moral compass. But that also makes it wild that Rihanna was just like fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me LeBron ain't the fucking goat. <laughs> That's probably her peak, like high days, where she was just always high. And she was just showing up the NBA games wearing LeBron jerseys, young LeBron's name, like a groupie. <laughs> hey, they fucked, bro. Fuck all this other shit. They fucked. They may not be fucking, but they were touching. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because how does she get that far into her fetishism and right. obsession? And I say that as a LeBron stan. I, it's a certain, I, I, uh-uh. They ain't just a fan of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Rihanna, nigga. It's beyond me what these celebrities be having going on. They in a different tax bracket. They should be different. Yeah, but that nigga Kanye is essentially stalking his ex-wife. That's not going to end well for him. No, not at all. Not at all. I, and then plus, it also, he's seeming manipulative now. Mm, what ways? Like, at first he was acting like it was for the safety of his kids, but now he's just taunting his ex-wife's new boyfriend. That nigga showed up at the Super Bowl yesterday after posting memes about Pete Davidson all day. And then the girl he was dating, she came out and was just like, it was a come up. I was using him for the bag and stuff. Oh, wow. And I was like, damn, this dumb bitch. You can't just let that float after a month. Mm -mm, You got to keep (laughs) secure the bag, sis. Keep racking it up. It's just like that black woman he keeps hanging out with. She ain't going to say shit. Sis, no. <laughs> I don't know. He had another one. Yes. Yeah, like. Yesterday, he was saying that he doesn't hate Pete Davidson or whatever, but he's trying to show you all the illusions that people do to manipulate situations. I guess saying the Kardashian machine. Mm. But this nigga is moving about this all wrong. You are a billionaire, sir. You have access to the greatest lawyers that money can buy. You have access to the media. You literally are one of the top 
0.01% of earners in the world. Hey, you coming on social media like a broke person? You hustling backwards, my guy. Faux show, but he's not in his right mind. Yeah. I don't know. Like, where his team at? I want him to really get some people that just ain't out here letting him be reckless like this. He's too far gone. And it sucks. As a fan, it really does suck. Being a fan of somebody is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I wish I was never a fan of anybody, but God damn it. I'm here now. His documentary, the first part of it comes out the 16th. On what? Netflix. It's going to be three parts. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm so excited. I'm Like, from now on, I'm just going to act like Kanye now is a clone. He is not the Kanye West I know. Is that how you separate him from his work? Yeah, because I'm still going to listen to my beautiful dog Twisted Fantasy. Absolutely. I'm still going to listen to College Dropout. The anniversary of that was the other day. Too legendary. I have too many memories tied to the music, but I just don't have to engage in his shenanigans now. Even though them kids is cute. Because they showed uh, them on this uh, Jumbotron yesterday. And Saint is the cutest little kid in the world. He is adorable. He's always smiling and shit. North looked just like Kanye, too. Chicago is precious, too. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're all, all just... Cute. Yeah, North does look just like him. Um, But you know what else? Kanye was out here trying to make homegirl that he was hanging with out to be like the next fashion icon now that I'm gonna say the truth she's not good looking I don't even know what she looks like okay I had no idea that's who she was or what she looked like because she's mm, she's regular in the face I know we don't like Kim Kardashian, but we got to be honest about a couple of things about Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian is gorgeous. You can say whatever the fuck you want to say about her. These are facts. Even before the surgery, Kim Kardashian was gorgeous. This is also a fact. Amber Rose was fucking gorgeous. Also a fact. You can make them fashion icons because they're fucking gorgeous. Maybe she just hasn't had the right team. She wasn't trying to be in this shit for the long run. She was trying to have fun. Somebody was like, everybody needs a mommy day out. She was trying to get some (laughs) quick fame. She was trying to get her 15 minutes. She was trying to extend it. Because she was going through baby daddy drama like two months ago. So that's why somebody was like, everybody needs a mommy day out. Mm. Oh, brother. Hey, sometimes you got to treat these sick. Hey, single moms need love too. what they say, baby boy? <laughs> Jody mama got to have a life too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That is so crazy. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Beom, beom, beom. <laughs>